Hey all, this is Josh Gunderson, and you're listening to The Millennial Agenda. Welcome everyone to another episode of The Millennial Agenda. It is I, your fearless host, Josh Gunderson, flying solo for the first time in the history of the show, and I'm not going to lie, it feels weird. Um, This is now the 21st episode of the podcast, and I realize that I've never actually taken the time to introduce myself to you, the listeners. I'm sure over the last couple of months, you've learned a bit about me here and there, just from the conversations that I've had with people on the podcast. And you've learned a lot if you've purchased my book. Oh, you you haven't? I have, I have conveniently left a link in the show notes for you to purchase it. And you know... Christmas is coming, so you might want to pick up some extra copies for your office Secret Santa or for that one weirdo cousin you never know what to get. He'll probably really like it. You know what? Come to think of it, I, I have some extra copies lying around the house, so if you just want to just sh- like shoot me an email, you can order a signed copy for that one friend who knows who I am from that one thing that I did and they didn't hate me. Who knows? I'm just I'm making it easier on you. Christmas shopping is going to look weird this year. Might as well do it all online might as well buy several hundred copies of my book. I'm I'm sure it's a good idea. And I mean perhaps perhaps you're actually a first time listener of the podcast and first off welcome. I'm not going to point out that it's super weird that you've opted to start with the 21st episode instead of the first, but if you know anything about me, I'm not really in a position to judge anyone about anything ever. And this is actually a great episode to start with because you get to learn about your host, who's me. But when you finish, you should probably circle back around to the beginning and get caught up. If you are a longtime listener, welcome back. I'm I'm actually really excited about how much this podcast has grown over the past few months. I'm rather jobless right now. Um, and with since I have no extra money to really promote it, it's really cool to see the number of people from all over the world who are enjoying the show and listening regularly and sharing it with their friends. That's really the only advertising that the millennial agenda is getting. So it's just really cool to see that it's flying around by word of mouth and seeing the number of people that share the tweets or like the Instagram posts or on Facebook and all of that. And I mean, by all means, please come join our community. If you haven't, there's um, a page on Facebook as well as a Facebook group which is still relatively new depending on when you're listening to this but it's growing every single day uh, mostly because i've been forcing all of my friends to join it and then forcing them to invite their friends but come join that i'm trying to be more active in it and to give you more opportunities like what's happening today which i'll talk about in a little bit um and as like one last little sort of plug before i get started i you'll actually notice that i don't use advertisements on the show I mean, I joke around about having sponsors. We don't, like, Cinnabon is not sponsoring this podcast, as far as I know. Uh, I mean, Cinnabon, if you're listening and you would like to sponsor this podcast, it's by just sending us free Cinnabon coupons or gift cards. I don't know how it works anymore. But I, especially Kevin and I, will not be mad about free Cinnabon ever. I don't know who else I've joked about. I think Ben and Jerry's. We talked about Ben and Jerry's at one point. I do enjoy Ben and Jerry's. Like, if you just want to send me a case of half-baked or Americone Dream. I think those are my two favorites. Actually, has anyone tried the Space Force 
Ben and Jerry's flavor? Or did I make that up in my head? Because I feel like I heard about it and then never saw it anywhere. So if anyone has a lead on Space Force Ben and Jerry's, whether you want to send it to me, me or find it for me somewhere in Orlando, let me know. And if you've had it, let me know how it is. Because if I remember correctly, it looked good. I just don't know. The point is, I don't like using ads that interrupt the flow of the show. A lot of time with advertisers, they want the ad right at the beginning of the show or right in the middle of the show, which I feel like really interrupts the flow. I mean, I know there's not always serious topics on here all the time, but I really hate breaking up a show with an advertisement. And I really hate starting it with one. Not like nothing against anyone that does it. By all means, I'm not shaming you. For me personally, I'm not the biggest fan. So if you'd like, I've put it in the show notes and I'm going to try to remember to put it in the show notes from now on. But if you'd like to donate to the show, uh, my Venmo information, Cash App info is in there. If you'd like to support in any way, I'm working on creating a Patreon. Like I have the account. I just am very old and don't understand what I'm doing. So I'm legit waiting for a Gen Zer to show up and show me how Patreon works. Actually, Tony who's been on the show, he uses Patreon. I should pick his brain about it. Either way, it's going to be a hot minute before you see a Millennial Agenda Patreon, because I also want to make sure that whatever I'm offering, you're getting your money's worth out of it. Though I, I will say that join the Facebook group because I've started pulling the material that I've cut out of episodes and creating like fun little bonus episodes that I'm going to be posting in there. May end up on YouTube as well, but for now, find the Facebook group. It's just the Millennial Agenda Podcast Facebook group, and check that out because there's going to be some fun content. Like if you listen to last week's Animorphs edition, which was the Alien Book Eight, Kevin and I, I, I think he said it best. We shared one brain cell between the two of us over the course of that episode. We were just all over the place, and it was a lot of fun. And I actually cut a significant chunk out of that episode because we went way down several different rabbit holes that made no sense but were way too fun to delete and never to be seen again so i'm going to be releasing that as bonus material here and there maybe on a patreon maybe just on the facebook group but either way join up it's it's a lot of fun and it's a great way to stay connected i'm really enjoying facebook groups for being able to connect people a lot better than pages because it allows me a little bit more of a connection but that's neither here nor there anyway for today's episode, I, I took to the internet on my Instagram and asked my followers what they would like to ask me. I opened it up as an ask me anything, and there were some very interesting questions, uh, some very odd questions, but over the course of two days, I collected a bunch, and I found a pretty solid theme that I felt would create a really good episode and kind of keep everything on some sort of, uh, like I said, theme for the course of it. And I took all of those questions, and I actually put them in this brand new oversized coffee mug that I got at Universal yesterday uh, that's covered in Christmas Minions. And I know not everyone likes the Minions. Carrie, I'm looking at you. But I enjoy them. I think they're ridiculous. And so I've got all the questions in this beautiful mug that you can't see because this is a podcast, but trust me, it exists. Actually, I think I just, I, I posted on my Instagram story. So if you are following me on Instagram, you got to see it. If you're not following me on Instagram, shame on you. You can find me at Avoiding Neverland, which is my personal account, or The Millennial Agenda, which is the, of course, podcast account. So I'm going to be pulling these questions at random and giving you an answer. So the overall theme for the questions today revolves around firsts. So any questions that were kind of asking me about first times 
or kind of were leading in that direction. I pulled those out, printed them out on a piece of paper, folded them all up. Um, and depending on how far I get with these questions, there's quite a few of them. So I may do another one of these episodes down the line. Part of the reason why I'm flying solo today is because I couldn't line up an interview and I wanted to make sure that there was a Monday episode. And I also think it's really fun. But in the interest of complete transparency and honesty, it's because you wouldn't be getting a Monday episode without the solo one. But if it works out, then we'll do another one. Or if you absolutely hate this, let me know and I will never do it again. I will never go solo again. I'll bring back Meg or Nina or both. Or I'll just give them the podcast. Or actually, the three of us together is a lot funnier. We're all just a little bit crazy. So we're we're going to get to it. I'm really excited. I'm going to pull out the first question now. This one got stuck on my finger, so we're going to go with that. So <laughs> uh, the first time I got into a fist fight. So the question actually came through on Instagram is, have you ever been in a fight? But again, I, I kind of... Uh, tweak them to my advantage to fit the first time. So the first time I ever got in a fist fight, ugh. I I have been in a physical altercation. And I think if I'm remembering correctly, my first fist fight, I was young. It was sometime in the nineties. It's when we were living in Lynn, Massachusetts. And we were at the park that was right down the street from our house. And it was, I was there with my, my little sister who was very, very little at the time. And somebody like ran into her or pushed her. I really honestly don't remember which, but she fell down and she was really upset. And my cousin, who was just a terrible human being, like that's a whole other story for a whole other time, basically peer pressured me to fight the guy who knocked her over. And it did not end well. I'm pretty sure only one punch was actually thrown and it was to my face. And I got a hefty black eye for it. So that was that was my first and I think probably my last fist fight. I am not I, I will gladly yell at a person as anyone who's been out in the theme parks with me recently will tell you if you're not wearing your mask properly and you're coming right up in my my bubble, you're going to get yelled at as happens recently. I've talked about it on the show before. It actually just happened yesterday while we we're at Universal where I got my lovely minion mug. But yeah, so that's my my first and only fist fight. That I've ever been in. So the next question, what is the first thing I do when I get home? I right now I don't leave the house that often, but when I do, the first thing I usually do when I come home is I say hello to the cats. So I will open the front door and usually either Lemon or Guinness will come running towards me. It depends on like who was conscious at the time. Burger could care less like you burger doesn't come to you you come to burger so i i will usually say hello to the cats i throw my keys in my wallet in the little bowl on my desk in my living room and kind of go about whatever i was doing if i've got groceries i unpack them but i my my getting home routine right now seeing as i'm i'm not working and if i am doing any work it's usually from home i'm always home so it's usually just getting out of bed is the first thing i do but there's that. Uh, next question. My first ever girlfriend. I, I had a girlfriend once upon a time. My first ever girlfriend was in middle school. 
I, I want to say it was seventh grade. Seventh grade. We dated for a while. And now when I say dated, I mean, we we went to the movies a lot. Like her and I went to the movies constantly. It was our favorite thing to do. And it was never an easy feat because I at the time I was living in Cayucas, California, which is a tiny, tiny, tiny town in on the central coast of California near San Luis Obispo, uh, Paso Robos for you winos out there. You'll know Paso Robos wineries. And the nearest movie theater was actually the next town over in Morro Bay, which wasn't too far of a drive, but they only had one screen. So they were only ever playing one movie at once. So to go to the movies and like have options, you had to drive to San Luis Obispo, which was a, a good 30 minutes, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but as a kid, it was a long drive. It could have been shorter and I'm just terrible at everything. But we would go to the movies all the time. And we did the adorable cutesy thing of constantly holding hands while in the movies. So I am I am not I am not a stranger to sweaty movie watching palms. And we would go shopping because like once you made it into San Luis Obispo, that was like the Mecca because that's where you could go to the music store and buy CDs because I'm old. Or walk around, and I, there was a really great collectibles store there uh, that I, I frequented because I was uh, was and still am a huge Star Wars nerd. But that was that was my first girlfriend, and I remember when we I wrote about this actually in You're Doing It Wrong when we broke up. It was super funny and dramatic. It was I think right at the beginning of eighth grade. I could be horribly wrong. I'm pretty sure it was, and we were outside probably on recess. And I remember talking to her and saying that I wanted to break up and she slapped me and stormed off to the bathroom. And I think it was like less out of rage and more out of this is what I've seen in movies and this is what I should be doing. So that's what happened. And it was really funny because like I went to it was a tiny school. I, when I say this town was tiny, it was tiny. I think population at the time was probably around thirty five hundred people. So the school was small. And that was probably the hottest gossip of the day was the two of us breaking up. But we actually remained very good friends through the rest of eighth grade, through the first year in high school, because after my freshman year, I moved. We stayed in contact. We're still friends on Facebook. And funny enough, she is now married to a, a very lovely woman. And I'm still very single. But that was that was my first girlfriend. And I remember like the, the big thing well into our relationship is we actually never kissed. So when I say it was very much a middle school relationship, it was very much a middle school relationship. The furthest we got was holding hands and she was ready. Like she was ready to make out hardcore 24 seven. I like that little inner voice in my head wasn't having it. And we now all know why. So there's, there's the story of my first girlfriend. You're welcome. I have a feeling that Kevin is listening to this and really enjoying it and funny enough the next question that i pulled out was my first ever kiss so that was i didn't even plan that that was just oddly convenient my first ever kiss was my freshman year in high school and i started dating this girl who i really liked and i so when i went to high school i should probably explain this so I, I grew up in Cayucas, but our high school was in Cambria, which is the next town over, actually probably about 30 minutes away. 
or so. Everything was 30 minutes away from Cayucas. That's all I can say. And when you got to high school, it actually missed Cambria Middle School with Cayucas Elementary slash Middle School. And all these new people. So it was a whole new world of people and making new friends and all of that. And I, of course, still had my solid um, kind of group of friends because we, we all followed each other. It was like you you went to you went to Coast Union High School. That was the end of that story. And I I met her. I don't even know how we might have had a class together. I can only assume we had a class together or we just randomly met in the library playing on the computers because that's where Internet came from. And we became really good friends and we were over at, I don't even think it was her house, it was somebody else's house. And we were watching Young Frankenstein. I don't know why I remember that, but that's what we were watching. And we were suddenly just alone together. And I remember being so nervous because I knew what was coming. And that was our 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 moment and we seized it and we kissed and it was super awkward and terrifying and then she broke up with me like the next day so that was fun we had a weird tumultuous relationship because like she broke up with me the first time yes the first time on like a friday afternoon and i went through the weekend being miserable and then monday at school we ended up getting back together until the following Friday when she ended things with me again. And I finally, I remember being like, Hey, is this just a thing where you, you want to be single on weekends? Because that's what this is starting to feel like. And that, that ended very quickly. But again, we remained friends. I, in high school, I was really good at remaining friends with my exes. That is a trend that I ended very well into adulthood. I am not friends with any of my exes now all for very good reasons that you can find out in my book. You should read that. Next question. First time I got a speeding ticket. Oh, boy. I... How old was I? I was definitely 21. I was... No, 22. I was 22 years old when I got my first speeding ticket. I was coming back from a camping trip with an ex... <laughs> I was coming back from a camping trip with an ex and we were, I think we had just gotten into Massachusetts from New Hampshire. And I ended up with this big SUV behind me. And it turned out that it was an undercover state trooper. And he got behind me and started flashing his high beams, not, not running his lights, but like got super close, like very, like was riding my ass on the highway, super close to my bumper and started flashing his high beams. And if you've ever driven in Massachusetts, somebody flashing their high beams at you is a universal sign for, hey, asshole, go faster. Which I was already going the speed limit, so I was really confused by it. And so I decided, okay, I'm just going to get out of this guy's way because he's obviously a dick. And I sped up to get in front of the car that was in the next lane over so I could change lanes. And as I did that, as soon as I hit like I think 72 or 73, the speed limit being 75 to get around this car. Boom, the blue lights come on and I'm getting pulled over by this guy. And I was super confused about the whole situation. And he just seemed really keen to give somebody a ticket. And I ended up going and 
fighting it. I have bought every ticket that I have ever received. And by every ticket, I mean, I've only gotten to knock on wood. And I I went in and I flat I laid it out for the judge. I was like, this was full on entrapment. Like I was going the speed limit. I was doing just fine. The only reason I sped up is because he got behind me with no indication of what was going on, started flashing his high beams. And in Massachusetts, they the trooper that pulls you over has to show up in court as well. And he was like, oh, I was I was flashing my lights to indicate that you were going too fast. I'm like that. No, that's not how you do that. Like, I have no idea who you are. So all of a sudden, I've got this big black SUV riding my ass, flashing his high beams at me. I wanted nothing more than just to get out of your way. And when there's a car riding my ass, flashing my high beams, like, come on. So I ended up fighting that ticket and and getting it thrown away and didn't have to pay anything. And the same thing happened with the, the next ticket I got. It was another situation of the cop had actually, and you could see it looking at the ticket, had pre-filled out parts of the ticket before he even pulled me over. So he was just itching to pull somebody over. And it was a super snowy day and I'd been pulling out of a parking lot and there was no way that I was going as fast as he said I was in the disgusting slushy snow. And that ended up getting thrown out as well. So I'm not saying you will always win, but if you feel like you are put into an unfair situation, fight it, fight it hard. It's completely worth it. And also very interesting. Um, the second time I did it, the the magistrate that I went in front of, actually, like, we had a very interesting conversation for whatever reason. Who knows? I don't, I, I make friends with the weirdest people. Next question. My first celebrity crush. Oh, that is, that's a tough one. I I'm probably going to say mark hamill but like loose skywalker mark hamill from the first star wars movie i definitely had a massive crush on him i i probably was crushing pretty hard on han solo as well but he ended up with princess leia and i am not a homewrecker so that wasn't something that i wanted to do but luke skywalker ends up solo for the entire series so i can I can only assume that he would have been available, but I very much crush on him. Um, Tommy, the green power ranger was also someone I crushed on really hard. Like he was the ultimate power ranger in my eyes. Um, not so much anymore. I followed him on, I followed the actor, uh, Jason David Frank on Instagram for a while and he seems really nice, but he also comes across as kind of douchey now. So I'm just going to live with the memories. Of course, I rewatched it was on Netflix for the longest time and I rewatched the Power Ranger series and going back and, and like looking at all of them. I'm like, oh, what was what was I thinking? Granted, I think about that for most of the, the guys that I end up crushing on. So I really don't don't know what to do with that information. Next question. The first person that ever broke my heart. Ugh, this is my own fault because I, I put all these questions in the bowl. But now that I'm like actually answering them, I'm like, oh, this is actually really getting depressing. So the first person that ever broke my heart, honestly, like in life, I'm going to say it was my dad. Definitely broke my heart. 
and uh, more so both of my parents over time have have managed to break my heart. It's really tough when when people that you really love and care about show their true colors in, in any way, shape or form, and especially people that are supposed to be there for you and they're not. Um, that really sucks. And so they are they are definitely people that have broken it um, romantically. I would have to say probably myself. I'm I'm really good at screwing stuff up. Read my book. It it tells you everything. Um but the the first person that really ever shattered me was uh an ex of mine who who cheated on me and I there's actually a whole chapter in my book you're doing it wrong about this. I think that's like four plugs for the book now that might be enough. Um and it, it talks about how I found out that he was cheating on me and it, it really sucked and it really it uh, as an adult it really shattered my trust and it's definitely made it very difficult to trust anybody else so that would that would kind of be my answer to that but i'm also really good at breaking my own heart so the first person was probably realistically me but i will go ahead and throw the blame on somebody else next question this is a long one uh, what is the first app you check when you wake up in the morning? I, if Tony, if you're listening to this, please stop because I know you're going to be disappointed. I, I do check my phone first thing in the morning. Uh, but in terms of first app, it, it honestly really varies. It, it's probably more of a whatever app is flashing at me in the moment is the one I check. Though right now my phone is being a pain in the butt and I'm not getting notifications and it might be because my phone is like six years old at this point, And I've just been too lazy and cheap to upgrade it. But it's typically, it's probably email for the most part. If I've got a lot of um, Twitter notifications, I will check those. I actually have Instagram notifications turned off. And I recommend that for everybody because I was putting too much stock in. Like, am I getting likes? Am I getting follows? Are people liking this? I posted something. Are they liking it? So I've been trying to sort of downgrade the amount of time I spend on these apps. But if I've got like a, a voicemail, I will check that first. So it really kind of depends. I, I go through messages first before I start hitting social media, just in case there's anything I need to know, especially right now since I'm applying for jobs. Like, oh, are jobs getting back to me? Is there information I need to know if I'm scheduling podcast guests? Like, have they signed up for a time slot? What are we doing and all that? And then social media wise, I will typically go to Facebook first because I like to I'm a huge as much as I hate them. I do check my memories every day because I do like to see like kind of what was going on. And some are really fun and some are really painful, but it's a it's a good walk down memory lane. First thing I check to see if any of my friends have birthdays. I don't typically do the whole happy birthday on somebody's wall thing. If it's somebody I'm super close with, I will shoot them a text or a tweet, or in the case of really great friends, you'll get yourself a Facebook post or an Instagram. If you're really special, you get an Instagram post. And it's it's funny because today, which is November 16th, which is when this episode's getting posted, is Carrie's birthday. Carrie, you remember, was on an episode not too long ago. Actually, I think it was the third episode um, so first time listeners, great time to jump back and listen to that. It was called the non-binary agenda and Carrie came on and we had a really great conversation. 
and I, I highly recommend it. It's my go-to if I'm especially reaching out to guests that I don't know and I want them to sort of get an idea of what the podcast is like, I send them that episode. So it's a really great one to listen to. So happy birthday, Carrie. You have the absolute distinction of being the first ever person to get a birthday shout out on the podcast. So there's a there, there, that's your gift. That's all. That's all you're getting. You're welcome. You're welcome for that. So in terms of first app that I check, it, it really honestly varies. But I do I do look at my phone first thing, usually before I get out of bed. And I say, Tony, don't listen to that because he's talked about it on his podcast. Don't do that. But it's it's a habit that I got into working as a social media manager. You want to be on top of what's going on. And it's you want to know kind of right away what you're getting yourself into for the day. And it's a habit that I got into working as a social media and community manager. But it's it's one that I'm afraid to get out of because who knows what job is going to come my way anytime soon. So it's a bad habit. I don't recommend it. I, I really need to move my phone back out to the kitchen to charge. But this is this is where we're at, people. This is what's happening. Next question. First book I remember reading. Ugh, hop on pop. I'm pretty sure we all read those. That was the the kindergarten learn how to read book. And if I remember correctly, they're like hop on pop. And which saying that out loud now as someone in my 30s, that's a really awful name for a book. Great name for a porno. Gross. Um, but like hop on pop. And I, I, I like remember the books. I can't remember the names of them. But then, you know, as we moved, as we grew up, reading in in school i remember like runaway ralph the mouse and the motorcycle runaway ralph that whole trilogy i remember reading those in third grade because we did oh that awful game oh you know the reading game where everyone's got the book popcorn i think that's what we called it popcorn if you called it something else i'm really sorry but like somebody would like start reading from the book and they would stop after a sentence or a paragraph or whatever, it'd be like popcorn, Joey. And then Joey would have to pick up. And our third grade teacher had a rule that if you weren't able to pick up right away, which meant that you weren't paying attention, then you had to get up and sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in front of the entire class. And my problem was I would be paying attention, but everyone was reading too slow for my liking. So I would end up reading ahead and I would just have no idea where the hell we were. So I would just tune everybody up and be like, I just want to read this on my own because I, I was and still am an avid reader. So I always hated that. That was like the worst. I'm pretty sure that's where my early onset anxiety came from because we did that. And then we also did like, you knew the order that we were going in. So you'd try to figure out like where, what paragraph you were going to read. And like, so you knew all the words and stuff. Cause the only thing worse than having to get up and sing in front of the entire class was mispronouncing an easy word or stumbling over the words. That was always the absolute worst. And I remember the, was, I think we were reading Runaway Ralph, which is one of the books in the Mouse and Motorcycle series. And I got called on and I, I, I had to stand up to sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and I couldn't do it. I got so terrified and embarrassed that I damn near started crying. And I think that was worse than just getting up and singing, to be honest, now that I think about it. But yeah, so to answer the question, the first the first book I remember reading, 
I I really don't know. I remember one that I really liked reading in school was uh, Where the Red Fern Grows. It's one of my favorite books. And I remember I remember distinctly reading that one for the first time. In terms of any other book, other than like the learning how to read ones, I really don't remember. But that one really stands out to me as as one of the first books that I ever read and really enjoyed. So there's that. Next question. First foreign country you ever visited? Canada. You're welcome. <laughs> I... I was hired to speak at a, a grouping of schools in, in Canada, and it was um, I had to get a passport for it. It was my first time getting a passport and traveled there. And it was really terrifying because I had never left the country before. And I know some people were like, it's just Canada. It's still it's still terrifying. And I had to go through customs for the first time ever. Like it was all really scary. And I ended up not being able to rent a car because I didn't have a credit card. And in Canada, they will not let you rent a car without a credit card. And that sucked. So that was really awful. And I ended up having to take a really expensive cab ride. And then I had to take a cab to the schools every morning. And like this was before chips were a normal thing on everyone's debit cards. And so I couldn't pay for anything anywhere. So I ate every meal at the hotel, so it'd be automatically charged to my card. And I thankfully was able to get rides to and from the schools I had to be at from one of the administrators that worked for the school. So he came and actually picked me up and then drove me back to the hotel every day. And then what was super funny is the guy, the taxi driver who drove me from the airport to my hotel ended up being the cab that got called for my drive from the hotel to the airport when I was finally leaving. And I'm actually really grateful for that because it, when it came time to pay, I had like, I was $5 shy in cash of what I owed him. And it was just super awful, but he was super gracious about it. He was super nice. And I felt like such a dick. And that was my first time ever leaving the country. I've only ever actually really traveled to Canada. I've been there twice on, on speaking engagements and then like anywhere that I've gone on a cruise, but I don't know if that really counts. That feels like it doesn't count doing it on a cruise, but there's plenty of places I'd love to go. And I mean, at this point, I don't know if I'll ever get there, but like Australia is definitely number one on my bucket list of places I would love to visit. I would really love to go to England, um, England, Ireland, that whole area. Italy is really appealing to me. Um, you know, typical stuff. I'm very boring. I'm very boring, but I would love to travel more. I actually think my, my passport might actually expire this year. Of course, the way anything's going, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. So who knows? Next question. When was the first time you quit a job? I I have quit many a job in my life. Some of them recently, some of them gracefully, others not so much. Uh, but the first time I ever quit a job, I actually was way too young to have the job that I had. It was in Cayucas, and I was working at the local like convenience store. It's really the the best name for it. It was a little convenience store. It was right across the street from the auto garage where my dad worked. And I got a job there, which was definitely illegal because I was stocking alcohol. And there's no way it was okay for a 13-year-old 
to be stocking alcohol or handling alcohol or really being anywhere near alcohol, but that that's where we were. And I remember that the, the owner was just kind of a dick. And there was a couple nights in a row that he sort of rubbed me the wrong way. So I wrote a really nice note being like, hey, this is my last night. Peace out. Thanks for the memories. Catch you on the flippy flop. And it just, it wasn't, it wasn't a great job. And then after that, oh, after that, I think the next job I quit was the grocery store. And that's after I had been there for a very, 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 very obscenely long time. But yeah, the first one I was working in a, in a convenience store slash liquor store. And I definitely should not have been in. So I'm going to give myself time for one last question. So let's see what this one has to say for itself. Oh my God. Here we go. All right. My first friend in college. <laughs> oh, funny story. So I'm an awkward human being at the best of times. The first friend that I made in college was actually a lovely young woman by the name of Cameron, who I, I spotted in the dining hall one day, I think very early on in in my my college days like probably one of the first two or three days of school and i i was a very ballsy person back then i probably would never do this now that's a lie i've done stuff like this now but i i i had my tray of food and i walked up to her and she was sitting by herself and i was like hi i'm josh you're my new friend here we go and and that's how we met we, we were very good friends uh through the duration of of college life i and if, like like everything, like high school friends, college friends, all that, we we drifted apart and have never spoken. We haven't spoken in years. I, I'm now very tempted to hardcore Facebook stalker after I'm done with this. And by tempted, I mean, I'm definitely going to do it. The problem is, as I'm sitting here, I, for the life of me, cannot remember her last name. So I'm going to have to like doom scroll through my own Facebook to I, I know we're tagged in photos together so this is going to become a fun little project um but she actually set me on the trajectory to join the theater department i actually i talk about i talk about this a little bit in my book and i've talked about it on my blog and stuff she's the reason why i joined human action theater which is an educational theater group out of salem state university I don't know if they're still rocking. I want to feel like they are this year, probably not so much since everything's the worst, but I actually accompanied her to her human action theater audition. And the director was like, Oh, you're here to audition too. I was like, Oh no, no, no moral support. And she goes, no, 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 you're here to audition too. And I was like, I oh, guess I am. And I kind of just made up something on the spot and it ended up being the opening monologue of the show that year uh, a little reworked version of what i had done during my audition so that was actually really cool and that's what really set me down the path human action theater i i attribute to a lot of the success i had in life it is the reason why i really got into a uh, sort of um, performance education as opposed to traditional teaching it got me into the theater department and human action theater led me to doing speaking engagements. It really got me involved in doing that. So I'm, I'm really grateful for it. So my first friend in college was Cameron, who kind of set the, the course of life that I have, I have fallen on. 
So I actually have never thought of it that way until right now. So that's so thank you for whoever asked that question. That was a, a great. I probably should have written down who asked the questions along with this, but I did not. Next time, I know for next time. So I'm going to wrap it up there. I thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope this was at the very least entertaining. I'm sure Kevin really enjoyed some of the more awkward stories. I can just feel him listening and be like, Haha, you fool, because he knows some of my most embarrassing stories. So except for all of those. So those are all new to him and hopefully new to all of you. I hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed this, please let me know. Find the Facebook group. Come and join that. Um, come interact with us. Uh, Kevin's on there as well. And I'm trying to create more of a lively community out of it for like the Animorphs edition and just the regular podcast episodes. So if you enjoyed this and you want me to do more, by all means, let me know. I will gladly do more or I will never do this again. I actually really enjoyed it, though. I feel like when I'm by myself, I talk really fast. So if I talk fast this entire time, I'm really sorry about that. And follow the show on uh, Twitter. It's now on Twitter. It's Millennial AG Pod on Twitter. You can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Gunderson. On Instagram, you can find me at Avoiding Neverland, my blog at www.avoidingneverland.com. You can find the show on both Facebook and Instagram at The Millennial Agenda, as well as that fun little Facebook group that I told you about. Just search The Millennial Agenda Podcast, or it's also linked to the Facebook page. So either way, you will be able to find it. And of course, for like the 50th time, you can purchase my book, You're Doing It Wrong, a mixtape memoir available on Amazon. The link to purchase is in the show notes as well. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back soon with more episodes and I will definitely talk to you all next time. Have a good one.